Why, hello everyone. I'm Ashley. Hey, what's good, y'all? I'm Elston. And welcome to our podcast, Speaking, Speaking Our, our language. language. That was good. That was, that was, <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. But yo, Ash, tell them about the podcast. Okay, so we created this generational podcast to focus on uplifting black culture, building community, and honestly, creating a space for young people in their 20s to figure out life together. So with that said, let's just hop into the episode. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so for this check-in, I think I wanted to do something a little different for us describing our weeks. How about we just describe one high and one, like, what is it, the peak in the valley of our weeks? I feel like a peak (laughs) was this morning talking to my mentor, um, Mm. my fellowship. I got a creative mentor, and we kind of just talked about my ideas and what I really want to accomplish this year. I think it was good to be able to reiterate that back to somebody because it helped me to reflect on okay these are the goals that I made for myself for this year and mm-hmm. trying to start thinking you know even though it's February still being like okay well how I'm going to how am I going to accomplish this during mm-hmm. this year in terms of like valleys okay the valley was having to shovel the snow <laughs> like having to shovel <laughs> after the snowstorm it's just like bro for what like I don't want to do this like it's so much snow honestly and I'm really mad because like all this snow during February seems very anti-black to me like something is about <laughs> A lot of like white falling snow <laughs> during Black History Month, and I have to come and do it. It seems just really anti-black, so I, I wasn't really vibing with that. that that's that's my bad. How about you? Mm, okay, all right. Honest hour. So Ashley had a mental breakdown on Tuesday because I had a, my first like paper due for my interior design class, and it's really nice to learn about you know the history of interior design. And I thought I had it in the bag. Like, I thought I had most of it done by Monday. And then Tuesday came in, just seemed like I just wanted to rewrite the entire thing. And I ended up changing so much. And it came like I had to turn in at like 9.31. And it's like at 9.30, I was trying to like get into my canvas. It was not letting me in. It's like wrong password, wrong password. It took me till 9.30, like two, when it was past due for me to realize that I was signing in to the wrong canvas account. And then I signed in, turned it in, and it was late, one minute late. And I tell you, I just, I lost it. I was like, I can't do this. I'm doing too much. I am overworking myself in so many different ways. I was like, Ashley, ah, I had a whole little breakdown. But, you know, uh, and also I didn't eat and I needed to eat. And that's another thing. I I can become hangry when I'm hungry. So not knowing I was going to eat and having to cook was another thing. So all of that to say that was my low I ended up cooking myself some like grilled eggplant and like some fried rice and it was like I was okay after but we're whew. glad to hear that we're glad to hear but that. but my high I know that was a long low but my high was this being the first week that I launched the a lot of our black um, history month content at my job and it's been the area that I have been you know spearheading so it's a really beautiful opportunity to not only spotlight influential figures but also to spotlight employees and start to get to know people on different levels so i would say like that was my highs like being able to pour into my community through the platform that i manage and help orchestrate and keep running no for sure i was just looking at it um go follow we work amplifying voices the <laughs> graphics like come on now she's doing double graphics like speaking our language and then she's doing and then, like she does a lot the graphics are thank won, you thank you thank you I think he's just saying that, though. Nah, nah, I, w- I wouldn't just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so for this episode, in continuation of our Black and Love series, we decided to delve. Black and Love. <laughs> we decided to delve <laughs> a little deeper 
and take a look at family and friends. Like, what is yes. that familial love we look are like? Family, like a come on in. Oh no, Elson. you take it no, away. No, you can no, sing. No, no, you can actually no, sing. Don't do this. <laughs> come on. I, I tell Ashley all the time that she can sing. No, 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 Elson, you, you can sing. Th- Go ahead. I guess we'll say that for another episode. <laughs> Please comment below um, if you think that Elson should sing on the podcast. Crying, but... But I'm serious. So, <laughs> Ashley and I got the opportunity to speak to each other's parents, mm. interview, ask some questions, and, you know, get a better understanding for, I guess, how the people closest to us see us yes. and understand us and love on us and how, how we love on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess I can go first also we haven't really heard the answer so this is going to be a surprise to y'all and yes us. <laughs> yes yes we're going to summarize some of the main questions that we asked we asked about like six to seven but we kind of narrowed it down to three to share with you all so the first one i want to share is and elson maybe i share yeah, yeah. the responses and then you can share for the same question one of the questions we asked were what are three traits that you think your child received from you <laughs> <laughs> So Elson's mom basically said that her three traits were that he received spirituality from her, like his spirituality or like spiritual walk. Oh, wow. I can can see that. That that, um, his caringness from her as Uh, well and them both being people oriented. (laughs) (laughs) That was like like they're really good. They're good people. Like they're good with people. They know how to Uh, observe people, be around people, you know, make people feel comfortable. So just being a very people person. That's good. Um, good. His dad. I'm an introvert though, but I feel like. Elston, you you know, (laughs) Elston makes anybody feel comfortable and like welcomed. But on his dad's side, he had to say that Elston received determination from him, his charismatic, you know, traits from him. And also his critical thinking. I can, <laughs> I can see that. I would say, yeah, for my dad, I got love for language and like just being like very deep thinking. He's mm-hmm. always been on that where it's just like, okay, it's funny about that. Because even with the caring thing too, like I remember one time, like, you know, like when you're young and the kids are coming home, it's like, man, like, you know, you like, you really going on and on about your teacher. Cause like, mm-hmm. you just like, they just are have it out for you. And like all my friends, we were just going on. And my mom was just like, but did you ever stop to think about maybe how her day was going or how she feels? And it's like, mom, no, <laughs> no one's thinking that. Like these other kids are not thinking that. But her saying that really pushed me to start to think about how things are affecting other people and how people respond to you sometimes. It's not always just about you. I think that's kind of her thing. So that Aww. was a really, I can see how they say those things. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to take it away. Oh, Talking boy. to Ash's parents was one, hilarious. Like They are... <laughs> So funny, but it's so interesting because I don't know if my mom talked to your mom. I know, actually, I know they didn't, <laughs> but your mom said similar things. Mm. She said her spirituality, <laughs> she feels like you get your faith background, belief in God, and you know how like how strong you are in that belief from her, that you're passionate, and like when you put your mind on something, you're going to go ahead and get it, and you're going to do it, and then your nature for caring for people. So it's like, our mom's like yeah. two out of three. It's like, maybe it's just, you know, that black motherly thing. Yeah. Don't know, but she said you have a nature for being very caring for people. 
Hmm. I mean, I can definitely see all of these. Definitely the spiritual thing. Me and my mom definitely, we watch church together. Like we exchange notes. Like that's just like, that's my girl. And (laughs) (laughs) passionate, definitely. My mom, when she's passionate about something, she makes sure that she gets it done to the best of her ability. If it's planning something, she'll plan the best part you've ever seen. She's passionate about it. And just being caring and nurturing. Yeah, she goes above and beyond for the people that she cares about and loves. So I definitely see all of those. What did my dad say? <laughs> he said the fact that you're fearless. You got that mm. from him. And then also the fact that you're doing, you know, interior design and stuff that your eye for nice things was because he had a good taste and gave, was you know, he, he's, he's thankful for the opportunity to have been able to afford you nice things. But nonetheless, like, you know, he's the reason he's for so that. You know extra. what I'm saying? He's the reason uh, I love that him. you like nice things. <laughs> then also that you're a good athlete and you get mm. that from him as well. I see that. Yes. When I tell you every Thanksgiving, we, until COVID happened, we had a turkey bowl with my family. We play flag football. I'm always like one of the only girls out there. And best believe I am running back. I am <laughs> I'm getting these touchdowns. Like, no, ask anybody in my family. I love sports in any way. Um, and then, yeah, I can see that. I The nice things, he's extra. <laughs> but I do, like, he didn't give me those things. He always says that I earned them. He did say that. That is something he did say. He yeah. said that you earned them. He did make sure I work to, really hard to and, say that. And I make sure that I'm able, now that I'm older, that I can provide for myself the things that I want, you know, and to work hard to get them. So I see those things. No, nah, for sure, for sure. Uh, next question. I say, should I take it away? You can. Um... What's the greatest strengths and their biggest weakness? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'll start. I'll start with the. Um, you want strength or weakness first? You pick. All right, we're gonna go strengths. Your mom said that you're rock solid. She said <laughs> whatever you put your mind to, you get it done. Like that. That's just you. She said your biggest weakness is comedy skills you, should, you need to work on that because you didn't get <laughs> that from her she's such a clown she said you did not get the comedy she's from such her. a clown oh my gosh your dad said your greatest strength is your faith and strength and belief in not just god but also yourself oh not yet that's not that can win it <laughs> and then he also said your weakness can be yourself mm. so say that sometimes you know we all are looking for reassurance and sometimes that can be uh, issue maybe like when you're passionate about something but you're also looking for to be reassured in that that can get in the way sometimes so yeah hmm. i disagree with my mom on the comedy skills um <laughs> i'm not on her level of comedic you know relief that she provides but i think i do a little bit i okay. think i have a little bit of okay. of humor maybe, so maybe <laughs> that trait is a little recessive in you you know maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think my greatest weakness can be myself. I can be very hard on myself. While I work really hard, I can also be very hard on myself, which then can like stifle me in different ways. So I see those. I feel that. Okay, Elsin. I feel like I know what my mom's going to say. Oh, you do? <laughs> okay, the strengths. He are, works too hard. Hey, let me get <laughs> to that. <laughs> okay, she listed several strengths and weaknesses. So I'm going <laughs> to name um, maybe like two of them. So she said two of your strengths is that you're very driven and you're very creative. Oh, wow. Okay, mom. And then weaknesses. (laughs) Okay. So what's so funny? (laughs) Time management. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 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 Okay. 
Okay. And a weakness is not knowing how to slow down. Mm, like okay. Like go, go, go. Got you. I, I can see that. I've, I mean, it's not something she's always told me that. We've had long conversations where she's like, I just want you to learn how to be satisfied. You have to know how to just be. You don't know my mom. She has a very soft, voice. soft, sweet voice. And she's, you need to know how to be satisfied. I'm just afraid that, you know, nothing will ever be good enough. Just, you have to be present. Just be happy in the moment. I'm like, okay. She's the sweetest. Involved. Okay. And what your, did my dad say? Your dad. So it's the same for both. It is you give too much of yourself. Ooh, that's so what he strength weakness? and weakness. Oh yeah. wow! Oh, he came with a double edged sword. <laughs> he was like, "You gonna take this?" Mm-hmm. Okay, I give too much of myself. That's a strength and a weakness. I, I could, I could agree with that. I do see how sometimes I'm like, I like to give. I do like to give to people. Yeah, I think that's. I, I don't know. I'm, I need to sit with that actually. Yeah. Okay. Wow, we're making progress. Okay, the last question we're gonna feature is: What do you think the main thing your child struggles with when it comes to expressing their love? So. Elston's mom said that mm. he is very reserved and holds himself back. And what she like kind of meant by that is like he won't allow himself to open up to people. She said that? Yeah. That's okay. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I feel like, and she's he like my sometimes best friend though, forgets so. to think about himself. Uh, okay. Okay. I can see that. And then your dad said, you have no trouble expressing your <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's funny. That's what he said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a joke. He's a joke. He's a joke. <laughs> I don't even have to say to that. Like, he, what? No problem. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I feel like, not yet. Growing up, me and my dad were like super, super close. So it's like, you know, still are. But it's like, I think sometimes it's different, like how that transitions, where it's like, you know, a kid, you're a child. And then, you know, when you grow up, now mm-hmm. you have to really, you know, you have to really find that happy medium, I think. Yeah. So I think it's, it's interesting. Yeah. My dad, actually, he's going to all my field trips. But, you know, like, sometimes usually the moms go. Yeah. You don't find too much dad. So, like, when I was drinking, my dad used to go on all my field trips, like, apple picking. This, he used to work <laughs> nights. So I used to always expect him. And I remember one time, I was in, like, first grade, and he was late. So I get the lateness from him. Just putting that out there. <laughs> and we were sitting on a bus, sitting on the cheese bus in front of the school, and we had to go upstate to get the apples. So we're just waiting. And the teacher's like, if your dad doesn't come, we're going to have to leave him. And I'm like, I don't have no phone. I have no way of getting him. So I'm sitting there about to cry, bro. My dad comes sprinting down Linden Boulevard, if y'all know, in New York, <laughs> sprinting down. And all the kids are like, you're a dad, you're a dad. And Aww. I was so happy because my dad was sprinting for the bus to take off. So yeah, I definitely feel like the same way that he thinks I give too much of myself, I could say the same mm. for him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was a nice... Story. I saw the whole picture. I imaged him <laughs> running down the street and all the kids cheering on the bus. <laughs> um, okay. So when it came to Ashley, her parents kind of said the same thing. Ashley's dad chose to go first and her mom picked up and was like, I, I see what he's saying. And she added on to it. But they both kind of said that Ashley is guarded and very closed off when it comes to showing her emotions freely. Mm. So it's like her dad said that she feels for other people, so it's more empathetic, and she'll show emotion for the situations and circumstances that others are facing. But when it comes time for her to express those emotions and sentiments for herself, she struggles with doing that. Mm. Thoughts? They're correct. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do. I. It's weird because I'm a very, I'm an extrovert for the most part. I'm very outgoing. You ask me any question, 
I'll tell you, you know, and if something is bothering me, I'll tell you. Like, I'm not right. feelings. <laughs> Don't know what those are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do know what I feel. I think I just, yeah, there's a guard there. That's going to be another episode no, of unpacking that. that that's, but I mean, that's, that's real. I, I feel that. It takes a certain people that get that out of me. It has like a level, it's a level of trust that I need to feel like it's a safe space. Oh, can yeah. I just dig a little deeper? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, you can, you can. I'm just kidding. I guess, like, why do you feel that is? Do you feel like it's because people don't truly hear you out? Do you feel like it's because people aren't listening? You don't really feel like people are really care? Um, I think it's, like, a mix of reasons. It could be that people, I guess, won't take my feelings with as much care as I would want someone to, so I'd rather not. Mm feeling like when i have shared in different situations it's like being bypassed or other people's feelings matter more than mine and then it's just like okay then there's no point in me even acknowledging how i feel because how you feel matters more you know there's never space or time um and always not always but in different spaces having to like shrink those emotions to create space for other people to have their emotions and just letting people in and people not taking advantage of those emotions i think i'll just leave it there similarly for me i think it's a fact of i'm a person of nuance so it's really about getting things correct or as as precise as it, as it can be and sometimes i think people think that i'm trying to argue and it's like not that i'm trying to argue because i don't really it's not that i want you to agree with me i don't you can disagree i think for me it's more about understanding like where i'm coming from like really understand because if you agree or disagree, then it's like, cool. Then like, I just want to make sure that you're not agreeing and disagreeing because you just aren't trying to hear me out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in order to agree or disagree, you have to really first understand and then make your decision. I don't like when people like make decisions first or just aren't really listening and kind of just like coming to conclusions without trying to fully understand. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes understanding is a, is a, a deeper process for me at least than I guess some people are like willing to put into it. So then I just be like, you know what? Let me just take that burden off of you. I know it's a lot to understand. We don't even have to go through all that. Like, I'd rather no, just do it for you. I can I can understand for you because it's mm -hmm. how I want to be treated. And usually people genuinely or generally people like to be understood. So it's like people are very receptive of a similar nature like that. Okay. No, it's complex. Emotions being heard, being seen can be a lot. That makes me want to like ask what is like, I guess, the biggest thing that you have been working to unlearn from what you grew up thinking if that makes sense i think my, my siblings will probably relate i think i grew up watching my parents be very selfless and i i think that's a beautiful trait mm -hmm. but i do also see how that is very i don't want to say hindering but i can see the ways that it can also affect you in not such a positive light it's really a hard process to learn how to prioritize self. Mm. And I think it's not even about just caring for yourself. I think that mm. my parents care for themselves, but I think sometimes struggling to prioritize yourself and not feel guilty because you have so many other people to help or so many other tasks to get done. Mm. But to really realize like, yo, if I start with me first and I take care of me, then like I can take care of everybody else. And if not, then it's like, that also is, you know, a part of life as well. Where it's like, how much help could I possibly maybe give certain people What's my capacity? So I feel like that's something that I'm learning now. Where it's like I'm not trying to keep others warm by burning myself up. Yeah. No, I can totally relate. My mom's a very selfless person too. Um, so I see that. 
I would say for myself, the main thing I think I'm trying to unlearn is like in my household, we're very problem solving. Like we always are looking for a solution when it comes to things. So if something is wrong, it's more of, okay, how can we fix it? More than, oh, wow, you felt that way? Mm, Oh, like let's unpack that or let's validate that experience. It's more of like, okay, let's fix it. Like how can we fix it? It has its pros and its cons, you know, like you being able to pick yourself up and, you know, get onto the next thing and like find a logical solution for these things, you know, that is really important. But I think that also ties to like how I process my emotions because I Mm. will be really quick to, okay, Ashley, that happened. Let's fix it. Like, let's get to the next thing. Like, we don't have time to like sit and really unpack what those feelings mean or what that looks like or where that is triggering from. So I think that is something that I'm like unlearning, but I do also understand like the way my parents grew up and like older generations, that's not something that they did where it's like, let's sit down and unpack. It's kind of like we could have other things to worry about to like get things done. So it's like, I understand that with different generations comes different ways of approaching life. And I think within our generation, we really try the most to be as like conscious and aware of how we're taking up space and I think it's a process that I'm just starting now which is hard because I'm trying to give myself grace but also trying to be work hard at it but it's like right right I have to give myself grace and hopefully the people around me will continue to give me grace as I am like my mom is funny now she's always like okay Ashley are you venting to me or do you are we looking for like (laughs) a solution and she'll act before I start talking and then I'll be like okay just venting and she's like okay it's a learning process no that's good I, I like that I like that a lot I can see that too from the way my mom's like slowed down. And I think my dad's like that, similar to what you were saying about that whole find a solution. So my dad's just like, okay, cool. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. you just don't you don't stop to let things set in to really feel mm-hmm. like, oh, well, how did that feel? You just move to the next thing. And once you keep moving, 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 you don't take the space for yourself to really sit, reflect, mm-hmm. and think. And sometimes the body, the spirit realizes things before the mind does. Yeah. So you might those feelings of anxiety, like you know, those things that you feel when you feel yourself about to enter a similar Space. situation. Yeah, you don't give it enough time for your body or, you know, saying for other things to process. You're just like, oh, I've been here before. Yep. Okay, let me do this. Let me not do that. But you don't really think about it in other ways. Yeah. And it affects you. And you don't see how they're triggers. Basically, that's what you're yes, saying. You don't yeah. see your triggers. And then you're like, well, I got pa- I moved past I, it. But it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you're still being triggered by the same thing that you never addressed when it first happened. Like, we, you never knew what the root of it was. And I think that's something that, yeah. No, and, no <laughs> I, I agree. And you can fall susceptible, I was thinking. To repeating the same thing again and yeah, again because you yeah. feel like, well, I got through it once, I, I can do it again. Yeah. And I feel like that's what my mom, she's like, you continuously put yourself in stressful situations. Mm. Why? And it's mm. like, well, and I think that's what happens too, like not trying to get into the science of it, but I guess, you know, when stressful things happen, we have some chemical that our memory doesn't remember it as being as stressful. Yeah. So it can suppress that a little bit. So it's like, oh yeah, that was stressful, but I mean, I got through it, right? It's like, how stressful could it really have been? And then it's like, the people who are around you like, no, that was stressful. Like, I, mm-hmm. I saw you stressing out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't remember, but I watched how you were going through it, and that seemed very, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that also we have to be mindful of, too, sometimes going through stressful, traumatic situations sometimes. It's good to talk about, like, what we are unlearning, but it's also good to talk about, like, the boundaries we are setting so that we have healthier dynamics, not only with family, but also friends. Before we get to friends, I have one last thing about family. Last week, I was just, you know, sitting on Ashley's couch. I'm going through Instagram story. And I saw that she 
reposted this tweet that really, really spoke to me. And it says, PSA, your loved ones deserve the best version of you over your bosses, your business partners, your colleagues, your peers. Too often we put on smiles. We are good tempered. We take turns speaking. We show good team spirit, all for people that don't deserve it as much as the people who helped us get there. Mm. Sometimes at the cost of them. Yes, your loved ones deserve the real you. But if the real you doesn't match the best you, then pivot your mind and figure that blank out. And that's at John or Esmo underscore. I can relate to that. (laughs) I read that. I was like, that is so very real. Like, I don't know. I just, to me, I was just like. Does that apply to you in any way? Okay. Ask questions. (laughs) If I had to reflect, I I can see it applying to me in two ways. I feel like sometimes I can be very short tempered because of like how many projects I'm doing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And especially if I didn't eat, it's a wrap for you. It's a wrap. Like, don't come near. My mom now she's like, you need a Snickers because you seem like <laughs> my mom says the same thing. Like, you do you did you eat today? Like, because they ask because one I question just, and, and it's then already it's, like it's already on and popping. So uh-huh. yo, what, what? Okay, what's yeah. going on? Like, I already feel like <laughs> the pressure. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm already way. defensive. Like, so uh-huh. wait, what's going? Like, why are you asking me this? And she's like, I just asked, did you want tortillas with the food? Like, and they be really having good intentions. No, like, they really be you're interrupting me. No, exactly. So I feel like. Sometimes, especially in our generation, it's always hustle, 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 work so hard. You know, mm-hmm. I think how does our constant grind maybe affect the people that are closest See it all to the us? Day. And the, yeah, and like in the ways in which we interact with them. Cause I think sometimes and that's for like people that like listen, like all the listeners, like we're applying to grad school, med school, mm-hmm. new jobs. Like as we're entering our career, we're going through a lot of stressful times. And I do think parents do sometimes just want to be there. They're just, they're just trying to help out. There's no real rule book or guide on how to help someone else out, especially your child. I feel like sometimes we can also show our parents some more grace as well. Yeah, I think our parents definitely deserve grace. I know my parents do because when I'm back home and I'm like working and doing stuff, I'm like, I'll text them. I have a meeting. <laughs> I have a meeting in 10 minutes. Can everyone please be quiet? Or like me and I was in a recording. Like everyone knows like there's a certain <laughs> tone that I have when I'm like doing stuff and right. I'm always doing stuff so like I can be honest growing up in high school my parents always received my attitude more than anybody else like I always and they're like why are you act like this with us and not with other people you know and I think when you live in 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 close proximities to people because it can even be it's not just parents it can be roommates you know it can be a significant other like when you are in close proximity like they see every aspect of who you are you know nothing becomes unseen everything is just here so it is a lot sharing space no sharing space is really a big thing because like you said you're in the same quarters and you have to be mm-hmm. your real self that's that's a hard thing to do I even think. If there are certain times when you can't even be your real self that's true too, too that's true. you know that's true too which is a whole nother can of worms along that lines like it's it's sad because again to that tweet the people that deserve the best of you because we're, we're taught to go into work into these external spaces and put on our best face mm-hmm. for like strangers who don't really, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It. Like, what does that matter? But then the people that be there for you, make sure you fed, make sure you have money, mm-hmm. make sure, you know, mm-hmm. really will go on a limb for you. We give them our nasty attitude and, I, mm-hmm. and that's just life. But I think that there's something to be said about maybe us taking some time to reflect. Oh, that's what we said earlier. The idea of like, because of these, in, these relationships are so intimate and we know 
that they've been here for so long. Sometimes mm-hmm. we take we take them for granted and we get yeah. too comfortable in situations. Yeah, we get very comfortable. And that's something we could talk about for friend, family and friends too, like getting comfortable. You know, these are relationships we've had for like years plus. Yeah. But we get comfortable with them. Yeah. We get comfortable. And, and that can that's that can be detrimental in different ways because yeah. if you're getting comfortable because we're all growing and changing, Literally. you know? So it's like some people aren't gonna fit the mold that you that they used to fit. And like, how do you navigate that? You know, you always hear like when it comes to marriage and stuff like that, you're like, you go through different stages with people. And it's like, same thing goes for a parent and kid dynamic, for a friend dynamic, for, you know, a significant other. Like you're going through different stages and you're becoming someone else. You can't always try to keep people where they are. You have to be able to be open enough to allow them to grow and for you to grow in a healthy space. And also, I think... This also applies. We were talking about this earlier that you know, I was talking about work and like just different situations where it's like if it's a parent dynamic, you know, how that parent lived their life and how that child's going to live their life is going to be different. You can give insight, but the way that you do it and the way that they live life, both aren't wrong. They're just different and that's OK. The same things go for significant others. You may do things a certain way. They might do something different, but both of them are OK friendships same thing the way that you do something and the way that someone else does something can be both okay you know creating a space where you can give insight you can be helpful but you're not trying to impose so heavily the way you do things onto someone else that made me think of this time that made me really understand the best way i guess to give advice i I like writing like people probably know that like writing poetry kind of stuff can sing no 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 stop and ideas (laughs) But one thing I was doing was actually, you know what it really started from? It started when I was watching songwriters because I've been, you know, really into songwriting these days. And the question was come like, how do you choose a song for yourself and then a song for like write for other people? And you know, some people they they do both, but some people are like, well, this is for me, like this is personal. And then I am able to kind of look at that person and write a song with them in mind. And I kind of related that to like when I was an undergrad and I used to edit people's papers sometimes. And I realized that some people's paper, I was really, it wasn't, I was like tearing it to shreds, but I was always coming up with like, like this, okay, maybe like this. And I was, mm-hmm, I realized I was like, yeah, but I was writing it as if I was writing the paper. Like, mm. okay, you're writing the paper, but this is how I would say it, or this is how I would do it. So I realized I had to caution myself, be like, okay, you have to work within the constraints of like what this person provides on the paper. Mm-hmm. And if you have something mm-hmm. to really elevate that, for sure say that. But don't try to take over and make this paper yours because that's Ooh, not what the editing yeah, really is. Yeah. And I started to realize that also too with advice. Like I can tell you maybe like what I would do. And I sometimes even now I preface that with friends like, well, how I would go about it is, you know what I'm saying? Clean mm. up for yourself like it, how I would do it. Then saying like, oh, this is what you should do. It's like, okay, I would do this. And then you listen to them and kind of see like where they're at and what advice they can really take or not even with take, but like more so what fits them, like knowing their yeah. personality, knowing who they are, knowing the their past experiences, like curating all that together, what would be the best way for them to respond? And to or, receive, and to receive yeah. the, you know, the advice that you're giving and how would be the best way for them to handle the situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah. It's like a fine balance. It of, really is. You know, it's like, a, it's like a thin line between overimposing and not saying anything and just letting people be, <sighs> you know, but I think it's like, Pick your battles. If this person is just does things this way and it's not the way you do things, it's totally fine. I, and that goes to a control thing. Ashley being a control person uh, sometimes is about just choosing your battles. 
I don't know. Friendships are tricky relationships because mm, tricky relationships. These are relationships that you've chosen. So mm. you're Choosing committed to, to be them. You're committed to being into this relationship by choice. Like you're not forced. It's not about space. It's not about time. It's literally like we're both choosing to be here because we both care for each other or we both, you know, find a mutual benefit from being in this friendship. Mm-hmm. And that, that that makes it hard sometimes because like I think, okay, I have a question. How do you choose friends? Like how do you know that, okay, this is a person that I can be friends with? It's a vibe and an energy thing, if I'm being honest. I just can tell when someone's going to feed my soul and I can feed someone else. And like, it's just a connection that happens. And it's usually, it's not like it's an interview, (laughs) you know, it's kind of just like us being in the same space and being like, "Mm, you get me here. Mm, We connect on this. Mm, You have good, good values. You know, we laugh at the same things. We like the same things or you challenge me here. That could be cool too. So I think it's an energy thing, honestly, and kind of going with my gut and what feels right and seeing how it's a mutual exchange of them being able to pour into me just as much or me being able to pour into them even more. What mm, about you? That's good. I feel like I'm an observer, honestly. Mm. Like some of my friends probably say like, we weren't as close in the beginning. And that's because I feel like I observe how people are in their other friendships before I decide to make somebody my friend. In a way, like, I, I'd be like, all right, so how do you treat other people? Like, how do you deal with other people? And depending on that, I'll then decide, like, how close of a friendship we can have. Because okay. I'm like, if I see that you're, you tell people's business, or you know what I'm saying? Or you're just not, like, one blowout and you, it's just really a wrap for you, then it's just like, oh, acquaintance. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You're it's put like, in this category. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like I definitely observe the way people act in other friendships. And that kind of informs how I, you know, navigate. regard them, yeah, navigate the friendship. So I guess for me, in terms of making a friendship, it really takes time. I, mm-hmm. I used to always think it's weird when people call someone best friends after yeah. a few weeks or months. I'm like, how, how do you know that's your best friend? Like, But see, I, I would challenge you, not in the best friend regard, but like I think time does matter. But even when I think about like how me and you met, I knew like after like that first time, I was like, hmm. I feel like me and Elson are going to be friends for a long time. Like I just no, I can feel so that. so I so that's why I'm like I people get to develop friends differently, but I think no, for sure. it can be an like in just an energy thing to you nah, where you sure, just for like sure. that is true. I feel this it, is it could be an energy. It could be an energy. But when it's not, time needs to be <laughs> No, I mean like No, seriously. Because people would definitely be like, Oh, that's my best friend. It's like you don't you don't know this person really. No, I mean that's completely fair and understandable. But since we're talking about friends, it wouldn't be right for us not to have a few come on and answer a quick what pop quiz round. (laughs) (laughs) A week. So we came up with two questions to ask two of our close friends. So get ready. Stay ready. You don't got to get ready because they wasn't ready. Okay. They they were not ready. all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First question was. What is his or hers biggest pet peeve? Ashley's biggest pet peeve. She got a couple of them. Liars. Yeah, liars. She hates liars. Because it's like, why do you, why lie? Like, we're grown. I don't know if this is at the top, top, but I know that it frustrates her when someone says that they're going to do something and then don't follow through on it. His biggest pet peeve. The first thing that comes to mind is when people make <laughs> one person pass a group pass. 
Austin's biggest pet peeve. That's tricky. Y'all really put me in the spot. All right. I feel like when people, you know, don't say what they mean. The second and final question was, what is his or hers love language, top love language? Top love language. Um, words of affirmation or quality time? Um, quality time. Come on, was there even a question? <laughs> was there even a question? <laughs> I know the homies. I would say, wow, that's bad. Is it bad that I don't know his love language? I feel like that maybe closer to like words of affirmation. Top love language is not quality time. Maybe acts of service? I don't know. It can't be quality time. Because Elson goes MIA? Absolutely not. Yeah, I feel like acts of service because you like, you know, if I if I have two, if I'm down to my last two pieces of candy, um, miss, can I have that? Or I can have one piece of a sandwich, like one bite, and he's just looking at me. Um, you gonna finish that? I'm eating it, right? <laughs> Those are some interesting responses, to say the least. <laughs> hey, my peoples, they knew they oh, was cry. saying, okay? Not yet. Friends, like, shout out to my friends. I, I ain't even going to know. I was like, I just, listen, I'm going to put you in the spot. You better know me. Um, but not yet. Shout out to our friends. Thank you. Thank you. But I think it's time for our what? Voice of the culture. Out to the people. Hey, send hey. I was scrolling on Instagram mm-hmm. and, you know, with it being Black History Month and all, still to this day, it's still so jarring because I saw a lot of pictures of Trayvon Martin and today is his birthday, February 5th. <sighs> and it's still just, I don't know, seeing his face is just still very... It It is very... It just, bring, it just brings back a lot of moments from... It's like a numbing feeling for yeah. me personally to just... It's like a reminder, like a slap in the face, like, oh, we still in this. You know, you try to have like good days and then you get reminded of like the tragedies that are still happening on a day to day basis that aren't where justice isn't being served, you know, and young people who are so worthy of living and just Mm. experiencing life. Their life is being taken just because they had some Skittles and a hoodie on. Yeah. Like. And. It's sad because he would have been 26 today. And it, I don't know. There's something to be said about young black people losing their lives. Mm. And especially at the hands of police violence, but, you know, also even like other agents of white supremacy who mm-hmm. believe, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that they deserve to be able to come in and, and, and exert some type of control mm-hmm. or power to better situations. And we're just easily discarded. And I think it, it just reminds like that was such a, a pivotal time, I think, for our generation, like our consciousness about mm-hmm. Black history is now present. It's a past, present. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's all like the it same. So we leaves. were looking at it like, wait, what's going on right now? And you know, to old generations, they're looking at it like this has been happening, and we're like, other things are getting better. better. Like, what world are we kind of living in? That's what that post me like. What what kind of world are we really living in? It makes me personally frustrated in the regard of like. I don't go outside at night by myself. Like I don't mm. run at nighttime. I don't walk. I don't go to the store. Like I, because it's just like, you never know, you know, what kind of situation can happen. And it sucks to be a per like to be black and to not be able to just live without feeling like there's someone always out to get you, or you're always going to be painted as the villain or your life isn't worthy enough just because of the color of your skin. Just the constant burden that we can't just be is just so frustrating. 
you maybe just think of something like, I think for me, I'm very sentimental, so I have a hard time saying goodbye. And I think what also makes it really hard is that, you know, that, that night he left, I think he was watching the game, left. It's the idea that these young black kids or black people in general, you leave with a, with, with a thought and the hope of she returning. Come back, yeah. So it's the hard part where there was there was, there was no goodbyes for for these mm-hmm. for their loved ones. There was there was no sense of you know just being able mm-hmm. to say like this is it. I think for me that just gives me a haunting thing where I find. And then you know also for a lot of them, who was around for your for your, for your last final moments. words moments. That mm-hmm. is what really I think really gets to me. That's what I look at when I see pictures. I'm just like I'm sorry. That's all I can really say. You didn't deserve that. No, no, nobody deserves nobody, that. Nobody, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's real. It's like, that's real. That's a lot. That is know? a lot. Because, okay, now they're just to lighten the mood. This man, Elston, across from me, he he would be like, Ashley, I'm walking home. And it'd be like one in the morning. Like, sir, what? That, that you're, is like, true. You're not, help me to clarify no, my mind. No, no, Like, you're not walking home. Like, <laughs> and, it, and it sucks that I feel like I have to say that. The same way that, like, if I was trying to leave, I was going to be like, I'm walking you. Or, you're like, we we don't have the luxury of yeah. being able to just do what move we freely. want, you know? It's always something like, oh, like you move too quick. You're taking, you know what I'm saying? You know? All our actions and, who's and our there body to, movements to are so you or interpreted, who, yeah. You know? Misinterpreted, yeah. It's, That's real. It's a hard thing. So, Elson, don't be trying to walk home. Even <laughs> in summertime. <laughs> All right. On to a lighter. Yeah, a, a lighter topic. But I think it was important for us to acknowledge. No, for sure, for sure. Dev had to acknowledge that without a doubt. I do have a question Ooh. that's beside this. And it's kind of a question we asked at my job. What does black joy look like to you? Mm. To kind of flip the script. Mm. I always go to these two things because I think these are my favorite. Two of my favorite virtues in the world. Black joy looks like freedom and imagination. Mm. And I, I mean, that's that answering something mm-hmm. with like more abstract. So it's like, what does freedom and imagination look like? It looks like people running, laughing, carefree, jumping, being ridiculous. Just just being. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's, just, it's literally just being like. Bro, you took the words you out be, of my mouth. Just be. <laughs> just be. Like whatever it is, just, just be, just do, just exist. I think that's black joy to me. Being able to exist without threat or apprehension. That's literally exactly what I said. For, <laughs> I had to record a video saying that or saying my answer. And I said, peace and freedom. Just being, And I said, being able to just be. I said the exact same thing. And when I said, when I say like being able to just be, it's like I feel it in my body. Like saying be, it's just like, oh, I want to feel that and live in that. that. <laughs> you live in that moment because that's not what our lives look like. We can't just be. And the slight moments that we are, it feels very unreal. And I don't want that to feel like a surreal feeling, but like an everyday feeling that you can just be, you can just exist. Thought that would connect the dots. No, yeah, that that, that was good. That was a good question. So the other day, Ash and I, after recording the last episode, we was like, okay, cool. We're going to just wind down from the week, whatever, and watch. We watch. Small little things. The the, little things. The little things. little things. Oh, Lord. Thoughts? So, I'll, I'll purpose with I'm not a movie person. I'm not a movie person. I'm growing this year. I've been watching a couple more movies. Mm-hmm. I always fall asleep during them. But this you fell movie, asleep during this one as well. So did you. But. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did. I was ready for that. I was like, say it. I got something for you. Um, shout out Denzel, of course. Gotta but love him. The movie was, and I, I, don't, I don't think anything 
I don't think it was really the acting. I think it was the, the writing of the movie. It was the plot. It was very, yeah, it was, the movie was really blended. Yeah. And it's already a confusing story. So then having everything blended, which is like, and then when they're trying to be like, you know, one of those like psychological thrillers, it's like, okay, bro, it's a lot of mind game stuff going on. And then there's a yeah. lot, there's not a lot of dots being connected. There's a lot of blending. So it was a little confusing. It was Are hard to keep up. Are we doing a spoiler up. alert or is it just kind of like us giving a broad thing? Okay, well, I guess they got the alert now. So <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can fast forward like 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, no, it was very confusing. I think that's part of the reason I fell asleep. I said, I can't keep up. <laughs> and I say that because I think I, I just got confused. And I had my friend, he like broke it down for me like the next, a few days later of like what the concept was. But it just seemed like there was no real climax like it just seemed like everything was very flatlined throughout like i never felt like oh that's a high like it just kind of felt like everything was stayed very the same and i and it didn't seem like there's a lot of through and through lines like a lot of unanswered questions but not in a way where it could be a second movie that yeah would, it wasn't you know there, there wasn't a lot of definition it was kind of like and that could have been the intent the, of it yeah i didn't really but care for that. But it's, that's not what I, I was hoping for. I think the yeah, hype I, made it seem like it was going to be like no some like I was going to be left with something like oh really crap. like like whoa, no like yeah it, it was cool it was cool for what it was so on some music um a big shout out to Tiana Major Nine she's a artist from East London yo first off I don't know how, people, how many people know I really love like R and B singers from the UK I just feel like the, it's something different about it. Mm. About like mm -hmm. the words they choose and the vibe they bring to it. But something you said earlier in the podcast made me think about this song. She actually has a song called Same Space. And it talks about the, I guess like the issue and the struggles of like trying to, more so on the romantic side, but you still get the idea of like the struggle of loving somebody when you're both in the same, same space. space. So I think that's like a real thing mm, that I was like, I'm oh, you know, excited. I was like, you know, you might find it on the playlist for this week, you know, next week, never know, but go ahead and check out, you know, let's play a little bit of it. Just, okay. Just a little bit. That's actually a vibe. Like it's hella smooth. For sure. Oh wow. wow. It was good. It was good. Like I'm such a fan. She's a popping new artist. I love new artists. If you're a new artist, let us know. Send us your music. Please. We love, we love new music. So now on to What? What my favorite, favorite segment. <laughs> black business of the week. Black business of the week. The only time it's acceptable to be in other black people's business. Yes, the only, only, only time. <laughs> Cause I'm be in my business, honey. <laughs> Yo, so who you got for black business this week? I got Soko. So if you're ever in Brooklyn. Oh, I love Soko. And you need some good soul food that has like a heck of nice aesthetic. They have music. They have indoor and outdoor. They have great bellinis and mimosas brunches for Saturdays and Sundays. And they have good chicken and red velvet waffles. Bomb. They're like mac and Yo, cheese. Yo, <laughs> I'm so wait, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta, okay, you gotta go. Because I got my favorite item that I got. Oh, okay, no, but it was like, I remember when I first went. 
or like, like my supervisor told me because I had just started making like some money, whatever. I was like, so where should I go? You know, I'm feeling upscale. She's like, oh, go Soko. I'm like, bet. Red velvet waffles, fire. They had like, is it like garlic mac and I don't know. Uh-huh. I, it's like a garlic Parmesan with Parmesan. Yeah, I'm but like. They're cheap. It's heck good. And there's sweet and potato. Scatter- no, no, there's sweet potato pancakes. People don't know mm, I about get that. their sweet potato pancakes. And when they are divine, like I get them every time. Fire. It's when it, I, I'm not a pancake person, but those sweet potato pancakes and they have like a nice berry, like, um, compote. Yeah. On top. And they have like the sweet, like whipped cream and like, it's, oh, it's, it's so good. I get it every time with a side of chicken, apple sausage and that, or their, I'm so hungry. Their, their <laughs> eggs Benedict meat. We got the freaking food literally in the kitchen. So we're like, can we get to the podcast? Um, but they're, um, is it crab cake Benedict? Egg Benedict? Bomb. Like just food all around. Bomb. Highly recommend. That's no, facts. And if you're in Brooklyn and you and you eat good food, you yes. know about SoCo. You and know, you if know. you do end up coming to Brooklyn, <laughs> you know who to call. That's a big Because <laughs> I'm always down. But yeah, that's mine. Elson, what's yours? So my black bins for the week is ebony.oro, E-B-O-N-Y dot O-R-O on Instagram. And they actually are a black fashion marketplace on Instagram. And they just released their live website, ebonyoro.co. So you can go on. The purpose and the mission is basically to make black brands more accessible. If you go to Instagram, it has a great aesthetic. And it's just basically making black people look beautiful as always in clothes designed by other black people. How yes. much can it get better? It really can't. Yes. So shout out to Ebony for doing this. Shout out, shout out, shout out. All right. Well, I guess that's all of our black businesses of the week. Make sure you go check them out. Show them some love. Go check out that song. Facts. And yeah, comment below how you are intentionally trying to build stronger and healthier bonds with your family and friends. Till next time. Till next time. Bye, all right, y'all. y'all. Peace.